Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No this wall is the best thing that ever happened to cartels. We probably need to move here before dark because mm -hmm. that's when it starts getting active and okay. we don't want to be in the way with cameras with these guys. This week, we went down to El Paso, Texas to visit our friend Luis Chaparro. He brought us into Ciudad Juarez, took us through the most dangerous neighborhood in one of the most dangerous cities in the world to show us what was really going on at the U.S.-Mexico border. I think the Mexican institution of immigration is taking probably over 80% of all the bribes and the money from migrants and leaving the rest to cartels, right? Migrants worth only as much money as someone's gonna pay for them. That's when I see lights behind me start to flash. And I didn't even think, I just hit it. I was driving like my life depended on it. Then I parked the car, hopped out, closed the door, and I started running. And he pulls out a burner, shanks like six inches, and then he passes it to me. And he goes, here, that's yours. Don't ever leave the cell block without this. He was the reason I made it out of that place alive. Luis, uh, you're basically a third arm of the show at this point. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> we're here, I, I don't know, sometimes in podcasting you get a wild hair up your ass. And I, you know, the, the migrant crisis, yeah. the, the porous border, it was the biggest story of the year until the attack uh, on Israel yeah. on October 7th. Now there's nothing, nothing from Fox, uh, there's nothing from the mainstream media. So I figured let's come down to the border. Yeah. Let's do it. So we've got Juarez over here. Yes. We've got just on the other side of this fence, we have New Mexico and then your hometown, El Paso, Texas. Exactly. Just maybe like three miles in the distance. Yes. This is how this is literally how dynamic the whole border is, right? It's yeah. border state, but also two countries in the yeah. same place. So yeah, so yeah dude. Like, yeah. It's pretty yeah. surreal because we just drove through, you know, pretty abject poverty. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm wearing a fucking Tom Segura <laughs> podcast t-shirt. And it's all because of our money. Yes. Our, the value of our money because of our military might after World War II. Yeah. That's the reason we are able to buy all this stuff yeah. is because people value our currency more. That's, that's the whole... That's about it, yes. That's the whole spread. Yeah. So let's get in because we don't have a lot of daylight left. So you're from here. This is your, this is home. Exactly. Yes, I was, I was, uh, I was born here to El Juarez. And yeah, and just recently moved to El Paso, like not, not long ago, probably a bit over two years ago. Is that it? Yeah. Wow. I'm new to El Paso, man. I'm new to the American way of life, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I mean, but it's, but you've been a journalist covering cartels and crime for 15 years plus. Yes. So you really escape with your life because you were telling me uh, just yesterday or the day before uh, a journalist was killed. Yeah, yeah, one of a local a local colleague, um, Ismael Villaseñor, was was murdered in in the in the streets of Ciudad Juarez. Again, Mexican authorities are saying it was unrelated to his work. Right? They said it was a robbery. But if, the, if someone's trying to rob you a car, they're just going to put up a, a gun. You know, it's illegal to carry mm. in Mexico, so they know you don't have a gun. There's no need to put you, you know, like put five bullets in your head, right. three in your neck. Yeah. If they're gonna fucking rob you, right? That's, That's not a typical mugging. Exactly. It yeah. makes no sense, to be honest. Um, 
What is the situation in Juarez now, today? You know, I remember 2010, 2012, yeah. it made international news as mm -hmm. one of the most violent places on earth. Where does it stand today? It is, it is almost going back to those years right now. It's, it's, it's wild, because again, we've been seeing days, probably two weeks ago, We've been seeing days uh, with over uh, uh, 11, 12, 13 murders a day. Back then, that was news, right? That was yeah. like, dude, Ciudad Juarez is one of the most, if not the most violent city in the world out of uh, a war you know, uh, zone with 13 murders a day. That, that was a lot. But right now, the thing is, Mexico is so crazy right now with killings, murders, whatever, that Juarez, if you, even if you have... 13 murders a day, it's like, oh, okay, so that's that's pretty average for a city like that, right? But yeah, it's it's picking back up, man. It's it's picking, sadly, it is picking back up. 13 murders, you can't even, at that point, it doesn't really, it's hard to even like humanize that. Yeah. It's just such a ridiculous amount of murders for a city that's like, you know, we were just at Walmart yeah. two miles away, you know, and there's a bunch of, you know, fat Americans yeah. on their phones and, there's already been statistically four people murdered Murder. in this little town. It's exactly. surreal. Exactly. Because when you think about like 13 murders a day, you think about like, okay, so that's probably not a lot in a day, but that's every fucking day. So two days, three days, a month. <laughs> I mean, compared to Gaza right now, I guess it's not a lot. A lot, but right? It's, it, it, it's, it's you mean, name me a higher crime-ridden area. Maybe Honduras. Yeah. Maybe, you know, some parts of El Salvador. Yeah. But it's not... So, so what's causing that violence? Tell us who is fighting it out mm -hmm. for, uh, for Juarez right now. Right now, the, 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 the thing in Juarez is that it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very fragile situation right now in Juarez. Back then, before the war in 2010, 2009, you had the Juarez cartel, a single uni unified cartel with a, with a strong uh, armed branch, right? La Línea. And pardon me, uh, the Juarez cartel, correct me if I'm wrong, that is a legacy cartel, or was. Exactly, exactly. And that split off from the original cartel from Sinaloa, Miguel Angel Felix, Felix Gallardo, Gallardo. Which was, they were not, they were from Sinaloa, but that was the Guadalajara Federation, right? Right. Most of the main cartels broke from the Guadalajara Federation, right? Right, and Juarez Miguel, was one of them. And Juarez was one of them, okay. with, with Amado Carrillo back in the 90s, right. the Lord of the Skies, right? Mm -hmm. Then, and, and his family, you right. know? Putting, yeah. So basically, when this was happening, Juarez was still the main cartel, the only cartel controlling this border, probably up to Ojinaga, these towns, uh, mm. you know, on, on far west, uh, east Texas. And then the Sinaloa cartel arrived to kind of like own the city, right? They were, they were uh, truces, you know, still working. Like, hey, Sinaloa, you want to put weight from our border, then you have to pay a percentage of why you're moving through this city, mm. and that was working perfectly. At some point, El Chapo decided, you know what, we're not gonna fucking pay, let's just own that city, as we own Tijuana, and we try to own Guadalajara, we try to own, you know, other different cities, yeah. they try to move in here. So that started a violent war yeah. on the, in the city, when right. it was, you know, called the most dangerous in the world. Right now, the thing is, that, that war kind of like, went over. They stopped fighting first because they exterminated each other. There were no more soldiers right, to kill. Right. There were a lot of killings. And they also had a truce, right? They were like, okay, hey, this is not working for any of us. Not for your cartel, not for mine, not for the Mexican government, not for the local businesses, whatever. So they stopped fighting for a good while. I think in 2012, 
the numbers of killings went down. They, they really went, went down to probably three, four murders a day. And they stay, stay like that. And then we had another peak, 2018, and it's been going on and off, right? Right now what it is happening is the Juarez cartel split into different smaller factions, right? There's the Juarez cartel, what it's called the old Juarez cartel. Mm. And then you have the Nuevo Cartel de Juarez, new Juarez cartel. And then you have La Línea, which still works with the Juarez cartel. And then you have La Empresa, which is a branch from La Línea working for the new Juarez cartel. And then you will have a local gang, which basically was born in, in Texas prisons, but they operate in this, in this border, in, in Ciudad Juarez. What are they called? Los Aztecas, Barrio Azteca. Right, they're huge in, in Texas prisons. Right, um, they were basically the armed street gangs working with the Juarez cartel. Mm. Now they also split. Some of them said like we're gonna work with La Empresa, and some others were like we're gonna stay loyal to La Línea. That happened within the within the Juarez cartel only. The Sinaloa cartel also fractured. Right, you have los los, los Salazar, los artistas asesinos, los Mexicles. Mm. Eventually, one of these gangs, Los Mexicles, said, you know what, why don't we actually work with the Juarez cartel? I mean, we were, we're sworn enemies, but now we can be probably friends. So they try to work with them. So that Mexicles gang also split. Mm. And now you have an old Mexicles guard and a new Mexicles right. guard. It's a, it's a shit show. What, what about outside cartels? So you have four local factions of mm -hmm. what was the Juarez cartel battling it out. It's chaos. Are there any... Uh, is a presence from Sinaloa in the west or uh, remnants of the Gulf cartel from the east? <clears throat> it's just the Sinaloa cartel. Like okay. the factions of the Sinaloa cartel that kind of like stayed here. Yeah. They also started like branching. So you have all these different gangs also fighting against mm -hmm. the other different gangs. And you have a lot of um, financial presence of the Jalisco New Generation cartel. They don't have henchmen. They don't have people, you know, in the streets. They just have a lot of money put into Ciudad Juarez through the Juarez cartel. So they broke an alliance to launder a lot of money in this city, because this city has a very dynamic business ecosystem, right? Of course. You have a lot of maquiladoras, mm -hmm. you have a bunch of new hotels, a lot of Americans coming back and forth. That's right. You have all of that. Um, so the new generation cartel was like, let's just put money into mm -hmm. Juarez. But they, they, they're not fighting the streets. Okay. Know? All right, so there's a uh, multiple criminal operations going on. Obviously, people moving product, you know, every kind of drug yeah. across the border. There's a local drug market, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. People are buying drugs, coke, fentanyl. There's a lot of addicts yes. in Juarez. Yes, probably, um, probably the main reason that a cartel wants to fight Juarez, it's not because of trying to get drugs across. It's because of the local market. So there's enough money to make it Dude, worth it to fight out? The local market is wow. huge. I mean, if you think about Tijuana, probably a biggest border, right? Like they have these huge ports of entry, whatever. The main reason it's to get drugs across, mm -hmm. especially from Sinaloa. They have oh, a, the, the, the Sinai, right. whatever. The local market is huge, but it's not as big as Juarez. So what people, what cartels wants to fight in Juarez is the local drug market, right? Like the local wow. distribution of drugs. Yeah, now they're killing a lot of what they call cristaleros, the guys who, who are selling crystal meth, right? Because they, they, they want to bring back up uh, cocaine. They're like, no, dude, no, we're going to sell cocaine and heroin. 
stay away from. So they're trying Cristal. to get back to their roots. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So now they're like trying to find cristaleros. They're putting a lot of intelligence. They're like, hey, where, where the fuck are they with these crystal meth sellers? And they're killing a bunch of them, including the local police. They are putting the same work, you know. So by killing, I mean, I assume they probably kill crystal meth users. Yeah, también. And so what they're saying is, you're not hooked on crystal anymore. Yeah. You're going back to coke. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or whatever the way. If you wanna, if you wanna be out of drugs, whatever. But just don't fucking use crystal. You know? Wow. Now, why is that? I mean, there's so much money in crystal meth. Yeah, but why it's, are they trying to switch back to coke? I think first, it's it's cheaper, of course. I mean, you can you can you're making way less money from crystal than coke. The routes of distribution, production, laboratories, all that shit it's harder to control the whole route, right? From laboratory, where is it making, who is making meth, whatever. Because there's even people in the US, New Mexico, making meth and shipping over back to Juarez and whatever. So so, so the cocaine market, it's way more controllable. Mm. So you want to have control on how much money is going out and mm-hmm. in and whatever. So that's what they're hating on the fucking crystal meth. And also, it creates a certain type of addict that will rob your house, kill for money, yeah. You know, uh, carjack you, right. kidnap you. So yes, that's that's what they don't want. These organizations don't want that happening in Quadras, right? Luis, every time I have you on, I expect to talk about one thing, and, and then you just blow like- my mind with something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that kind of that kind of control, the way that they can shape life. Yeah, the the Mexican criminal organizations. Uh, it's. I, I don't even know what to say sometimes. Yeah, dude, like I mean, that, yeah. I, we're, I'm living behind, you know, what is still the most powerful law-abiding country yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. You have a lot going on this holiday season. It's important to save time where you can. With Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, saving time in the kitchen is a total breeze. Check it out. Factor delivers chef-prepared, dietitian approved meals straight to your door. They're always fresh never frozen. Just heat them up and in two minutes, dinner is served. Choose from over 35 weekly meal options, including awesome breakfast options like apple cinnamon pancakes and bacon and cheddar egg bites. With so many options, there's something everyone in the family will love. Here's the thing, guys, with inflation so out of control, going to the grocery store when you factor in time, gas, it actually costs more than using a meal prep kit like Factor. I use Factor for literally all of my meals. It's incredible. They send a box right to your door and I have all the food I need for the week. It's and it's amazing. It really tastes like home cooked food and I make it in 2 minutes. They got vegan options, vegetarian, keto, calorie smart, protein plus meals. No matter what your goals are, Factor can help you get there. Right now, head over to factormeals.com slash connect50. That's connect50. And use code connect50 to get 50% off. One more time, that's code connect50 at factormeals.com slash connect50 to get 50% off. You guys, go check out Factor Meal. Change your life. Change your diet. Let's get back into the episode. But we're here today because... You know the new lick, the new hustle, is migrant smuggling. Yes. So we got the wall behind me, right? Uh, we'll show some B-roll of what the old wall was, which is probably like I don't know, maybe a twenty-foot high exactly. fence. Next that's what we to, call the Obama Obama's wall, right? Right. He built the wall, mm-hmm. but it was that kind of like shitty, smaller, 
more fragile wall. That's a Democratic Party that's, wall. That's a liberal wall. Right? Next to it is the, the Republican <laughs> yes. wall. That's a Trump wall. Exactly. And, and that's twice as high. Yeah. And uh, much more sturdy Thick. than the, yes. the iron they use. And it goes five feet onto mm -hmm. the ground, right? right? So it's definitely bigger. What is a, a wall really making? You know, when you talk to Border Patrol, whatever, they know that this is not going to stop anyone. But that what they what they see is uh, that's going to win us some time to get there, catch these guys, and right. you know, so so they don't run us free, whatever. Right. But what is making for criminal organizations it? They're just making, it's a, this wall is the best thing that ever happened to fucking cartels. Because mm -hmm. now they're charging shit tons of money because of that, right? Because it's harder. Because yeah. it's harder, mm -hmm. exactly. Because before, all of this was just like chicken fence, right? Right. This really fragile, small, super, it was about my size, you know, mm -hmm. the whole um, wall, the whole wall, it wasn't wall. They took the average height of a Mexican man. And it's like, that's it. Five yeah. foot eight, five foot we'll get a cap it at that. Exactly, dude. So right right there in that area right there, it's called mm -hmm. La Napra, one of the toughest neighborhoods in, 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 in Juarez, right? right? Probably even in Mexico. So we're, for people that can't see, we're, I, I mean, I, how far is that? A mile? I mean, it's, we're it's basically- It's probably less than a mile, yes. We're looking down at one of the neighborhoods that mm -hmm is probably responsible for most of the bodies, the 13 murders a day, exactly. they happen right there. Yes, right here, here, here this, is a, this, is a, this is a very complex place, right? Because it's in the outskirts of Ciudad Juarez, yeah. and you, if you drive through it, you will have one paved road, yeah. kind of like paved, right? It's shitty pavement, but still, it's paved. All of the side roads, it's just dirt roads, and mm. it's been like that forever, and that is because of the, the cartels that operate in this area, they don't want pavement because they own, you know, four by four pickup trucks, whatever. And whenever the police tries to show up, they're gonna need some, you know, they need they need to know the terrain. They're gonna be stuck in some it's places. It's harder for them to chase. Exactly. So they they want to keep it like that. Okay, I I'm honestly a little surprised being here. You know, we've all we saw the Elon Musk video mm -hmm. where he's you know, at that border crossing where literally it's hundreds of people an hour are just walking through. They're, yeah. they're asylum seekers. Let's, let's unravel this. Yes. You know, there's, the truth usually lies in the middle. Yeah. What is the situation today? I, I haven't seen one migrant. I haven't yeah. seen one. So clearly this isn't the most porous uh, crossing on the U.S.-Mexico border. What now, for, for people seeking asylum, mm -hmm. What is the major crossing point? It, it is still El Paso. It is, it is El Paso and a port in, well, it's not a port. But where port. is it though? In El, it's, we're it's, in El Paso. It's, it's El Paso. It's right down there. You'll, you'll definitely see more people pouring in, you know? Okay. Not a lot. It, it, when, it went down probably two months ago, but during summer, dude, this was absolutely crazy. Right. And again, most of those guys are asylum seekers. They're not trying, what, they, what, they, what the U.S. Border Patrol call getaways. They're not getaways. Right. They're trying to turn themselves over mm -hmm. to Border Patrol to start or begin their political asylum process, right? The U.S. says they have a system. They have CBP-1 app, so you can you know, use your yeah. phone, wait in Mexico, happy with a margarita for your fucking asylum, mm -hmm. uh, whatever, uh, hearing. Whatever. But hang on. What we're told now is they're actually, when they line up, yeah. they, they give them a court date mm -hmm. and say, see you later, and they actually let them in yes. now. And that's a, that's Not a new Biden policy that's very controversial. That is the thing. Is how much of that is true? Like, it, is that really happening? It is, it is happening. It is happening mostly with family units or with uh, women and children, right? That mostly some, some, you know, solo adults mm -hmm. will, will get that benefit too. But that is the exactly thing. The Biden administration 
probably has the best intentions, intentions, good ideas. Let's put up a, an, an app. Let's mm. have these people here waiting for the coordinates, whatever. But on the ground, it, it's not working. There is not a system in place. So places like El Paso and Juarez become a shit show. Mm -hmm. There's people confused all over. The shelter is packed. People trying to jump the wall. People trying to go under. People falling in the hands of coyotes, you know, smugglers mm -hmm. that says, hey, dude, you know, you're not going to get a fucking court day. But if you pay me seven grand, I can get you across. And then you wait for your court day already in the U.S. Because mm -hmm. there's no way. So there's a... a Everything you see in the news, back and forth, liberal and conservative, everything is happening. It's actually happening. Right. Both sides, right? There is a lot of them getting released in the streets of El Paso. Wow. Overwhelming in El Paso. But there's right. also a lot of them just getting sent back to Mexico, overwhelming Mexican authorities. What it depends, no one fucking knows. Right. Not even the migrants, attorneys, authorities. Mm -hmm. No one fucking knows, dude. Because So when a shelter gets overrun in Juarez, will they try to kick them across? What they do is just, they just you know, let them out on the streets. And that was that, yeah. Are, that, are authorities in Mexico working with cartels to help migrants come through? Or to help illegal immigrants, okay, so however the, you want the, to term it? The official thing is they're working with the Biden administration to stop the flux of migrants going in through Mexico. So the, this wall now is moving now to to the Mexican southern border, right? To Chiapas. Mm -hmm. That's where the a human fucking wall is, right? right? So Mexico deployed a lot of um, the people from the uh, Instituto Nacional de Migración, the Mexican Institute of Immigration, to Chiapas to stop people from coming to, to the northern border, right? The thing is, what, what do you think is going to happen when you send a lot of people on the most corrupt institution in Mexico? Right. Even more than the fucking local police, this yeah. is the most corrupt institution in the whole fucking what? country. The, uh, the, the border patrol? The, the, the Mexican immigration. Uh, wow, I had no idea. Even it's more than federales. Dude, it's wow. widely, that, that they do, these guys have institutionalized corruption, okay. right? That's on their fucking yeah. constitution. Right. They're extorting migrants. They're sending them back to smugglers. They're sending them mm. to fucking cartels. They're, you know, they're putting, mm. in Juarez, it was recently, Pat, this, uh, I think it was in, in March, there was a huge fire in one of these detention centers. 40, over 40 people, migrants, uh, died in this fire, on this fire. They were there, not because they were, you know, doing something illegal, whatever. Some of them even had a permit to be legally in Mexico. Mm. They were there because they didn't pay a bribe to the Mexican Institute of Immigration. They were locked there. The guy with the key went home, had a good fucking coffee back home. He was watching a movie while these guys was, were, were burning inside these, wow. these detention wow. centers, right? So this is, this is exactly what is happening. Again, part of that so, money so, is, so the Mexican authorities uh, are completely in on it. They're completely, everybody's yes. getting money yes. out of the migrant yes. crisis. I think the Mexican institution of immigration is taking probably over 80% of all the bribes and the money from migrants and leaving the rest to cartels, right? Well, I, I guess my question is, are they, do you think they're working in tandem? We're gonna actually, let's back up for a second because we're gonna get to that. Yeah. So you have the, the political asylum seekers, mm -hmm. right? People fleeing violence. What do you think right now is the, uh, the country with the most out migration trying to get into the US? Venezuela. Venezuela. Yes. Yeah, yeah for all, a, that makes sense. Yes. What about uh, Africa? What it, about is, it is wide, but it's it's less than ten percent. You know, all okay. across borders. You right. Know? They, they, they are there. There are a lot of like people from Africa. Yeah. But it's it's probably not even ten percent of them. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, Hamas cells, Hezbollah cells, 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't believe it. What, what's yeah. your take on it? I mean, there has trying. been there has been cases. I mean, we we're gonna uh, stay like uh, stick to the truth. You can't say it's not happening. It's not happening systemic systematically. You know, it's not happening a lot. Yeah, but it has happened. You you we Mexico has found terrorist cells embedded with migrant caravans and with migrants trying to pour in. One or two every one or two years, it, they, they, they are trying to use these routes. Now, the difference is most of these guys, they do have money, right? They do have a buck mm -hmm. up, up of a, a, a criminal organization right. or a terrorist organization. So most of these guys will, will not try to go across on the border wall or tunnels or whatever. They go straight to the ports of entry with right. fake identities, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and their goal is to get into the U.S. and commit a terrorist act. The, I think what they really want to do is to gather information, right? Because uh. most, most of the terrorist attacks that we've seen in the past in the U.S. are within the U.S. Like cells formed within sure. domestic, what they call domestic terrorism, right? right? And uh, yeah, so, so most of these guys were probably just trying to go in mm -hmm. to gather info, keep sending info right. on, you know? Yeah. So you have that element of the immigration crisis, mm -hmm. migrants, asylum seekers. Mm -hmm. Then you just have, your, you have your getaways, yes. right? Whether that is people seeking asylum mm -hmm. or it's just people that want to come here from Illegal. the central Mexico, yeah. right? Down the street that exactly. want to escape poverty, whatever, mm -hmm. they want to work. What, what do you think now is the percentage of migrants versus illegal immigrants? I think right now it's definitely way more migrants seeking political asylum. But this is the thing, again, you can't count what you can see, right? Yeah, sure. You don't know what the number is of the people that is getting away because they're getting away. Mm. So you don't have that number. To, it's, and, and when you have a border like this where you don't have a system and it's overwhelmed and, the, and both cities are overwhelmed, how much attention are you going to put into those getaways, right? Mm -hmm. So this is, this is fun time for cartels and, right. and for everybody who wants to get across, right? Right. Not even because, uh, this is, not even because the border patrol is not doing their job or whatever. It's because this, this is a fucking shit show. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people go, going back and forth, a lot of confusion, a lot of different people from different countries, while cartels are like cashing in. So right. like, hey, dude, we have routes. We have the means to get you across, and we don't care where you're coming from. We don't give a shit. We'll just. And what's the pay, what's the scale of the rate to to get across? You were telling me earlier there's oh, yeah. there's so, a low end for like just the basic service, and yeah. then there's like the deluxe package. Yeah, exactly. So basically, Explain the low that. low end will be someone who's just trying to get across into El Paso. Literally, they they don't want any rides or whatever. They just like I just need to get across these these wall, right? right. For that, they will charge you five grand, five thousand US wow. dollars, just to get you across the border. Yeah. There's different packages, right? Well, I want to be moved more into New Mexico, to Albuquerque, past the checkpoints, mm -hmm. right? That, well, that's going to be probably eight to ten, eight to ten thousand US dollars. If you want to go through a tunnel, we can get you through a tunnel going out on the sewer system in El Paso. Hold on, oh, they have those? They have a bunch of those, yes. Okay, oh my God, tell us about this. Are, are they... Do they use the drug tunnels with in tandem with migrant tunnels, no, or is it a separate? What they will tunnel? use is the um, watering system uh, for, for the Rio Grande, right? From the river that splits Mexico and the U.S. Yeah. You have watering system, so so it doesn't overflows when it rains, right? So you have these um, what, what we call compuertas, which are basically what do you call gates? Yeah. That they open and release water into a sewer system, right. or whatever, so it doesn't get flooded, right? So they use those. They open. 
these gates under, underneath the, the ground. I assume they're, they're in collusion with like the, the city workers or whoever Sometimes, but it's not hard. That. I mean, if we drive by and we hide for a while, no one sees us, the gates are right there, right? right. And they're easy to open. They're right. not, they're, some places are probably properly uh, closed. Sometimes it's just fucking DK hole, mm -hmm. whatever. They just go underneath and come out of the sewer system downtown El Paso, right? right? There's been videos shared on social media where just like on a red light <laughs> and then a fucking sewer opens the up. The manholes coming A bunch of people coming out of that, you know? But, but, so, but that's expensive because they right. have to use, and that's more secure, right? Right. You have more chances to make mm -hmm. it if you go through these sewer system, whatever. Um, What's that, the most expensive way? Now, the most expensive way will be something around uh, 200 mil pesos, which is, uh, Probably those it's like two hundred thousand pesos. Is that what you just said? Two hundred thousand pesos. So maybe fifteen, twenty thousand no, dollars. No, no, it's, no, it's definitely way more. So it's not two hundred thousand pesos. It, it, it should be around like fifty grand U.S. grand, right? Like fifty thousand U.S. Right. dollars around. Wow. That will get you literally uh, an American passport, properly printed at a, at a, a consulate, right? A real passport. A real yeah. fucking passport. Your name on it. Right. It will pass the black light, whatever. But that doesn't really depend on, like, otherwise everybody will just put together 50,000, right? It really depends on who you know. You need right. to know someone who is on these. Can, I, like get, can I get a new identity? Like, I have, let's say I have 50 grand, you're connected. Yeah, can we go get me a new yes, American yeah. passport? Yes, it will take wow. a couple of days. Yeah. But yes, there is an underground marketplace for all of this shit, right? Handled by people on WhatsApp groups. Okay. They don't give access to everyone. Yeah. You need to be connected. Mm -hmm. And then you literally, there's someone, you know, offering passports, visas, tourist right. visas, whatever, new identities, right. death certificates, birth certificates, you know. So um, obviously there's Americans in the American consulates consulate, in yeah. Mexico who yeah. are being paid by the cartels to, to print to these print, things. Yeah, to print these things. Um, how organized is the smuggling? I and mean, clearly it's pretty sophisticated. Uh, but compared to drug trafficking, how organized are the cart cartels now in human smuggling? Uh, that's, that's what I was uh, trying to tell you because I forgot. We're right next to Anapara, right? Bef be before the whole fucking wall, before the whole fucking, mm -hmm. you know, politicized immigration right. talks, you only had chicken fence. So the whole operation of smuggling people in was handled by mom and pop living mm. in this neighborhood, right? No yeah. one was really interested in that business because you weren't really making that much money, right. right? You will make probably 50 bucks for a whole family. Right. You know, it was like, hey, just give me 50 bucks and I'll, uh, yeah, I'll help you across. I'll put, you know, you know, mm -hmm. put a step or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 50 bucks to just step on my hands. Step on yeah. my hand, get across and boom, mm -hmm. off you go. People on the US side of the border, these houses, churches, whatever, in New Mexico, they will have these guys, right? They will be like, yeah, yeah stay here while the Border Patrol wow. goes away. There was no, not right. a lot of Border Patrol, not a lot of cameras, probably mm -hmm. no cameras, no sensors, whatever. It was people going back and forth. There were, there were people just literally coming into the US, working for the day ship, mm -hmm. going back to, right. to Juarez and then back again. Right. It was different dynamics. When this started picking up, it was probably the biggest spike I saw uh, of prices was right when Donald Trump became president. Why? Because they assumed. Because his his uh, his whole um, his whole speech was against Mexican, against yeah. immigration. Right. He, he was talking about closing the wall, mm -hmm. like literally closing right. the wall, all the shit. 
So these guys banked on that. They're yeah. like, oh, this is your last chance before right. Donald Trump, you know, steps That's in sell it. and builds this fucking wall. So now it's going to be twice the money. He's like a CEO who makes an announcement and a stock goes up. <laughs> Literally wow. like that. So that started making a lot of money to these guys. Mm -hmm. Now when he changed the wall, well, Obama changed the wall first before he left office, right? They're like, you see, these walls are already starting. And mm -hmm. it, that's, that's going to be, you know, even right. worse eventually, whatever. They started like banking on that. Um, but eventually, the, they started making so much money with the huge waves of migrants from South America. Back then, it was probably mostly Mexican, 90, 95% Mexican, mm -hmm. just trying to get across to get to work. But then with the, with the whole crisis in Venezuela, yeah. Ecuador, right. Haiti, yeah. Cuba, with all the, these new influxes of different migrants coming to the border, that's when things really changed. That's where, where there was a lot of money to be made, even to stash them, even to you know, give them a proper place to stay, mm -hmm. to offer them different packages, to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Cartels started making, well, not cartels back then, these mom and pops started making big money, right? They started charging 2,000, 3,000 US dollars, 4,000 US dollars. There was a point where cartels were like, what, wait, 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 you're making a lot of fucking money. No, that money, you know what? We need 50% of that cut coming to us. So they started paying what they call piso, right? So they just started off taxing it. First, taxing, taxing, taxing. And then we're like, no, you know what? This is a lot of fucking money to be made. We're taking over. They started killing a lot of fucking local smugglers that were not working with them, right? I used to know these two brothers from Anapra. They were working even before the chicken fence, whatever. Uh, then the cartel showed up. They started paying their tax. And then when the cartel said, like, no, now you work for us, right? The Juarez cartel, La Línea, was like, no, you work for us now. They were working for them, but also putting some, you know, some work on the, on, on the sure. side, some side yeah. gigs, you know, putting people. Mm -hmm. When they learned, they killed them both. They, mm -hmm. they, they murdered, him, murdered them here and, in Napa. And do they make it public? Like, yes. you know, they must, right? How, how does, in the digital age, when they need to send a message, are, are, are they, you know, putting it on TikTok? Are they putting it, how are they sending the message to the community that the you guys work for us now? The simplest way that there is, using the news, local news, yeah. right? They wouldn't even call local news. Mm -hmm. They'll just leave the body there, make sure that the police wouldn't, wouldn't come up and pick the body, whatever, yeah. but before have the news yeah. there. You know, like there was a killing, they report a killing, whatever, boom. A uh, local reporter will go sh sh shoot photos, make a video piece forever for, mm -hmm. for the night. Okay, so shows. clearly that's that all logically makes sense. Uh, you know, it's it's post 9-11, making it really hard to get across, mixed with just demand, mm -hmm. went way up. Of course they got their hands on it. So how how does that look now? How would, you know, who are the big, you know, the four groups that are killing each other, mm -hmm. you know, day in and day out in Juarez? Are they also uh, battling it out for migrant routes? Or is it the legacy cartels yeah. that are, are much more embedded in uh, legitimate society yeah. that are doing the human smuggling? Yeah, exactly. Who's, who's, you, who's doing it? Who's killing it yeah, right now? It is exactly what you said. Like the Juarez cartel, La Línea, and, and, and the guys aligned with these legacy cartel, local cartel, for the most probably over 90% of the whole human smuggling operations is handled by, by them. Not only because of that, but also not only because they've been here, you know, making their ways in society wherever mm -hmm. more before this in local or whatever, but also because remember I told you about the Barrio Azteca that was born on that side of the border. So they do have tentacles and people right. working on that side of the border, right? So that's, that, that gave them an advantage. Yeah. They're like, no, we're not gonna put in Mexicans, you know, 
bringing people, also taking people all the way up to Albuquerque, whatever, we're just going to use Americans yeah. to do that, that right. part of the job, right? Right. Yeah, and now, now you have a lot of Americans, right? Whether they're Mexican Americans or white Americans yeah. who just like drugs now, uh, they're basically, the Mexican cartels are getting them wholesale yeah. just across the border and then they are doing the rest. Yeah, exactly. Wow, yes, yes. fascinating. Yeah. So you would say this port of entry in the Juarez cartel in the, in the human smuggling game right now is killing it harder than any of the other I guess uh, it is cartels a, a, in Mexico. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's literally at the same level of what is happening is um, Texas, right? In, in Matamor, Tamaulipas, mm -hmm. all that area with the Gulf cartel. Right. Those guys are also like, dude, making shit ton of money. Right. And yes, getting a lot of like, yes. And then on the West, you know, you got to imagine uh, the San Diego, uh, yeah. Tijuana crossing. You got to imagine that Sinaloa, I mean, yeah, they got to have their hands in that yeah, a little exactly. bit, right? That is Sinaloa. That is uh, probably a bit more tighter, right? Because a bit more past, what? Uh, tighter in control, you know? Yeah. They're, they're still pushing a lot of migrants. They're still, the human smuggling shit still huge in San Diego, Tijuana mm -hmm. area, but probably not as big as, as here because Tijuana, specifically Tijuana, San Diego, is probably the biggest drug corridor in the whole border. Right. So that's a different game, right? That's like 80% of the fentanyl, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's getting across from the, at that border, you know? So what does that have to do? Uh, do they not want to mix yes. rampant human smuggling with their drug yes. corridor? Yeah, they know oh, that. Interesting. They, yeah, they know that that could bring a lot of heat to their already established drug right. routes, right? right? They could lose that. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to move all of that to other places like on the Mexi Mexicali Valley, right? Talexico, San Luis Rio Colorado, yeah. Algodones. Uh, in between Arizona. Mm -hmm. Plus there's so much more land here. Exactly. So tell us, give us like, from the stories you heard and the people you talked to, give us like a, a good example of like how they would move, forget about the migrants for a second, how they would move a caravan full of getaways, mm -hmm. you know, illegal crossings. How would the Juarez cartel do that? First, they, they have lookouts on the outskirts of the city, right? Most of them are, are getting here on buses. So they have a lot of people in the bus station, local bus, bus station, looking and, and of course, like uh, targeting people that look like migrants. Right. You know, they have like this shitty backpack and right. they, they have the looks, you know? So they're like, yeah. okay, you're a migrant, come over, hey dude, there is no way you're gonna move on your own in the city. We own the city, so starting now, we're, you're gonna work with us, you know? So we, we're gonna take you to somewhere place, somewhere safe, whatever, safe, you know, safe as a safe house, uh -huh. you know, stash house. Right. That's for migrants that are coming over to the city without a, an established route. Oh, There's interesting. A, so, so they're picking up business at the border. At the border, at the... At, at, or at, at the crossings. At, not at the crossings, but literally where the bus station comes from other places in Mexico, right? But, okay, but is that, I want to start at the beginning of the chain. Is that, say the bus that's coming up, it's a group of migrants mm -hmm. from Central America, Venezuela, they make it through, uh, different say, say they make it, yeah, they make it through different okay, checkpoints. So yeah. Is that also a route controlled by yes. cartels? And yes. who's controlling that route? Exactly, so this, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, if you have Central Americans, most Central Americans, have already under a network of criminal organizations all the way from Venezuela, right? Okay. They, so they will hire someone there who is well connected all, all, all up until this this point, right? Right. So they will pay half there. That will, that will ensure them they get across Mexican checkpoints, right? Right. Even though the Mexican Institute of Immigration 
they will still try to extort them. Right? Of course. They're like, no, but I already paid this guy, whatever. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Those yeah. are criminals. We are the authority. Have to pay. So they still have to pay more. But, and then these criminals, imagine you're from Venezuela, you have no fucking clue about Mexico and mm -hmm. routes and countries and states, you know, whatever. So these criminals are direct, given directions through phone, right? Mm -hmm. So now you're gonna be in Zacatecas and then Durango and then Chihuahua and then Ciudad Juarez and someone's gonna greet you in Ciudad Juarez, right? And now, now is somebody in Ciudad Juarez actually connected to Dude, somebody the, in, the, in, the, all the way in Venezuela? These networks, this is the internet era, right? It yeah. is not hard to coordinate full teams and full networks from Juarez all the way to Venezuela, all right. the way to Caracas or whatever, right? right? All through all these different countries. Right. They have a, you have a huge network and it, it only takes for you to go on one of these WhatsApp groups where they coordinated the whole shit, right? They, they're like, if you need water, go to the store, and right across the Darien Gap. At the Darien Gap, look for Doña Lupita. You have to pay her. And wow. there, there's a whole fucking network of, of, of I mean, yeah, I, I imagine this involves hundreds, if not thousands yes, of people. Yeah. I was That's in the Darien Gap, where, which is this bottleneck between Colombia and, and Panama. Right. Oh, I can't remember the year, but some of you guys probably remember when the uh, whole meta system, Facebook, uh, WhatsApp, Instagram, shut off. Right, the servers were out. Wow. No servers all, all through Latin America. So these whole networks run on WhatsApp. So I was literally there in the middle of the jungle where they, they were departing a lot of like trips because they, they, they built this huge group of people, you know? So they're like, okay, group one, go. Group two, you're gonna go on a, on a boat through the, through the river, whatever, boom, go. Group four, you're gonna go with these armed people, henchmen, whatever, they're gonna grab This you. is like modern day Native American scouts. Yes, They could take you through, you know, Different the most routes, yeah, depending perilous on how much terrain. Yeah, exactly. So they were moving people like that. And the way to confirm that they paid was through WhatsApp, right? Because right. they were like, hey, do you have your family member, whatever, whoever's gonna make that deposit in Venezuela or in Cuba, whatever? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They already made the deposit, yeah. Send, ask him to send me the receipt. They send the receipt through WhatsApp. He gets a receipt, it's like, okay, so this group is good to go. They're already paid. When the whole fucking system shut down, the whole operation shut down. Right. It was like, boom, so no one's gonna move. No, I still have a receipt. No, they already paid. They called me on the phone. I can't get in touch with them. No one knew what was happening, right? We we're like, oh shit, we lost signal. No, no one has like reception here, but it's happening. Those guys were like, well, no ticket, no fucking ride, dude. So you're gonna stay put. And they're like, dude, but we need to move. They're expecting us, they already paid. Oh, they're scamming us. It was a fucking mm. huge mess. Because migrants were angry, where they were like, my family already paid? Yeah. He's like, but I'm not getting confirmation. I have no reception, so you're not moving. The whole operation shut down for a couple of hours. After a couple of hours, the yeah. reception went back. Yeah. They started getting the receipts. Mm -hmm. Bing, bing, mm -hmm. bing. They're yeah. like, okay, shipping people over. Again. So, but if you get, if something fucks up and you're in the middle of the Darien Gap, which is uh, like the last, Frontier. Yeah. I mean, you, armies can't penetrate it. Yes, it's so exactly. it's just thick, thousands of miles of forest and jungle. Yeah. Will they just stop you and turn you back if you don't have the money? Like, no, like, I, no. They will. They will keep you and ask for ransom. Right? They will keep you and ask your families for like, I have, I have your family here, whatever. You need to pay or else. You know. 
Oh, so they might just kill you right there. Dude, yeah. So do they not have a problem with killing people if, you know, something goes wrong in the chain? Dude, migrants migrants are merchandise right now. They're not yeah. humans for these guys, right? right. They're, they're literally merchandise. Right. They're money. So they're like, okay, so these money, migrants worth only as much money as someone's going to pay for them. Mm-hmm. No one's going to pay for that migrant? Let's fucking kill them. It sounds like slavery. It sounds like almost literally. like the Atlantic slave trade or something. Literally, dude. If you go to the uh, local uh, cemetery here in Quiet, I was just there. There's a bunch, a bunch of unidentified bodies there. Most of them are migrants that yeah. were killed or, or just died from the heat or whatever. Right. Yeah. A lot of migrants dying there. No, no one's claiming their bodies. So they're just buried in the ground with a stick and a number, you know? One, zero, zero, four, eight, whatever. Uh, what about uh, like the sex trafficking element? You know, that's kind of was a conservative talking point a little bit. You know, there was a lot of like QAnon you know, bullshit. Uh, some of it's not, though. Yeah. Some of it uh, is true. There is something to, you know, young women that get kidnapped or children mm-hmm. that are kidnapped trying to get to America, yeah. migrants, and then sold into, like, underground uh, trafficking yeah. networks. Yeah. Uh, tell us about yeah, that. This is, this is the hardest part. I, I do not have evidence of that, not because it's not happening. A lot of U.S. sources I have and a lot of Mexican sources they do know that it is happening, right? The hardest part to get evidence on how of how it's working, how much money is making, all all that stuff is. It is hard to tell when is human smuggling and when is human trafficking, right? It is really hard to tell because right. most of these girls or boys, whatever, they don't even know. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're paying, they're even paying to get smuggled in. Mm-hmm. They don't even know they're gonna end up in the hands of a trafficker, right? Well, something is something is sinister and evil as like child, you know, kidnapping a ten-year-old child to sell him to like, uh, you know, into sexual slavery. You know, Mexican cartels obviously not known for their morals, but you know, you guys love kids. Mexicans love kids. Do you think established cartels would put up with that? Do you th- are, like, in your estimation, is it is it? you know, small uh, underground networks of people doing that, or are the big cartels also involved in that? It, that, that was, that's, a, that's a difficult thing to understand when I was researching, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, for a story on sex trafficking that I didn't put out because I didn't find any evidence. This is the thing. I started talking to different cartels, different people that I've known for a while. Mm. Probably nine out of 10, they said like, dude, I, I have no clue. I've oh. never heard of that happening here. Mm. I've never heard of my, my these organizations doing that. Some right. others were like, absolutely no, this is not something we do. We do. Right. But one guy probably from Sinaloa, he said like, no, yeah, I know the organization does that kind of stuff, but that's other people, that's another mm-hmm. faction, that's right. that's someone like, you know. Nobody wants to admit it. No one's That's real it. bad or, PR. Or they are, you know, like, we got to take into account also that not everything that is happening in the criminal world, like sex trafficking, uh, arms trafficking, mm. all that stuff, it has to do with cartels. There is a lot of of that stuff happening with Mexican authorities, right? A lot of the Mexican state police is involved in sex trafficking, in sex rings, in arms trafficking. Most of these passports, identifications, all that, that's coming out of you know, Mexican officials and the money is it's, it's for, for, from them. These marketplaces where I'm in, you know, that I'm, that I'm checking it right now, I'm gonna put out a story soon. Most of these marketplaces where you can find from exotic animals to, you know, bums, yeah. a lot of crazy fucking mm. shit. 
they are run by Mexican state officials, right? They, the administrators of the groups are Mexican state officials. Yeah. So they do have these uh, technology to, to live track your location. I just told you about like how <laughs> I asked some, some of my contacts, like, hey, can you pin me this guy? They, they're, they're renting that service to cartels. Mm. But the ones managing that operation, when let's say you are a cartel member, whatever, you want to find a rival or you want to find a journalist like me, you're going to call these guys. It's like, hey, dude, how much for a location for this guy? And he's going to charge you 50,000 pesos. Wow. They, they'll, even they'll even give you the um, price to put charges against someone. It's like, what charge do you want me to put him? Uh, I don't know, dude, like drug trafficking. All right, all good. They'll put up a checkpoint, grab these guys. They're like, oh, you were, you were sought after for drug smuggling. It's like, dude, I've never... Dude, here's the charges. They will take him into a judge. The judge will see your case. They're like, yes, dude, 20 fucking years of prison, 30 oh. fucking years of prison. And that will cost you 50,000 pesos. <laughs> Which is nothing. It's $2, like $2,000? 2000 bucks, yes. Literally, dude, put, to put someone in jail. So again- And I assume there's a price to get somebody killed too. These cops are, are yes, known trigger men. Exactly. I mean, on these marketplaces, I've, I haven't seen yet. You know, the the, uh, the killings? I don't know if they have different marketplaces for that. Or, well, or even what? probably just for, you know, cartel members. Exactly. Right? They they call up their button men who are yeah. the cops. But it's like they have menus. Exactly. With different... And then again, a lot of these, the underworld, you know, thing, it's handled by Mexican officials. So sometimes cartels will say like, we don't fucking kidnap. And then the arrival goes was like, we're not kidnapping, it's you. At the end of the fucking government, right, who's right. making the kidnaps and access for ransom? And that and that makes total sense because wh why do you need to kidnap migrants? They're right. paying. They're, They're paying. paying customers. Yeah, We're moving exactly. them through. Yes. So the people that are doing the kidnapping. Yes. Whenever someone, whenever press, whenever a member of the press, this is why we are uncomfortable for these guys, right? For Mexican officials and not even for cartels. Cartels know what they're doing. They'll just, you know, if you show up to a safe house. They'll say like, what the fuck are you doing here? Just get the fuck out. Don't publish that story. Give me your camera, wherever. Mm. Get the fuck out away from here. They'll just keep going, right? But whenever there is an operation, because they will, they will kidnap migrants, Mexican officials will kidnap migrants um, on official vehicles, dressed as proper police, whatever. Whenever they show up and you somehow, someone tips you off and say like, hey dude, there's an operation to rescue migrants, right? They're not gonna rescue them. It's gonna move into a different mm -hmm. bodega, to a mm -hmm. different warehouse, right. away from cartels. Mm -hmm. Most of my sources here in Juarez, in this neighborhood that work for the Juarez cartel, they're like, dude, the fucking state police, the fucking worst. They're yeah. stealing migrants from us. Oh my we're, god. We're storing them to get them across. It's and like they're kilos of coke. Exactly. They're jacking them. They're jacking <laughs> the migrants and asking ransom. But if a member of the press is there, they will say like, we rescued these migrants mm. from these fuckers that had them kidnapped, whatever. That's not true. Dude. You know the term gaslighting? That's, that's that very, is, yeah, exactly. Mexico is one giant gaslight. Dude, yes. You never know the truth. A hundred percent. Dude, it's a, a game of mirrors, dude. Now, great. Now we're in Juarez. We've just come from Venezuela. We've made it across the Darien Gap. We've, we've gone through Central America. Uh, made it through all these Mexican checkpoints, the routes, probably spent 30 grand. Yeah. That's, that's easy to assume, right? Yeah. Uh, now, how does it work? So show, they, us, show us how, the, how, uh, how big are the caravans, or how big are these groups they move at a time? Usually, they, they, they move into caravans all the way up to probably Mexico City. After that, 
they start splitting into smaller numbers, right? 10, 5? 10, 20, th even 30, right. you know, groups moving mm -hmm. on different routes. Some of them are going to go to Tijuana, some of them are going to go to Tamaulipas, some of them are going to go... Do they have a choice which uh, no, port of I entry? I think that's a smuggler all the way back from the, where they're coming, right? Gotcha. It depends on the network mm -hmm. that captures them, right? So they're going to tell them, you go to Zacatecas, Durango, and Juarez, or you're going to go to um, Sinaloa, and then Tijuana, mm -hmm. or you're going to go the other way, right? When they get here, on this neighborhood, probably, yes, mo mo most of them are in this neighborhood. They will have a lot of stash houses. So you will gather a group of 10, then a group of uh, another 10, and then a group of five, and then a different house, another 30, mm -hmm. whatever. You're going to store them while someone, one of the lookouts, that's also, uh, yes, that's also rings my bell. We probably need to move here before dark because mm -hmm. that's when it starts getting active and okay. we don't be in the way, we don't want to be in the way with cameras with these guys. Right. Lookouts are always around along, along these borders. Okay, right? so when it starts to get dark, you'll, lookouts you will start, start taking their and, positions. And, yes, okay. Because yeah. we well, still yeah. have these, all these dirt road to go out yeah. and all that highway and murder. Yeah. We, we need to get across an opera. Okay, we'll wrap opera, in like right? 20 because yeah. I look like a walking big bird yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah. we'll get out of here. Exactly. So, yeah, you have a lot of like lookouts, right? Yeah. Looking across the border, looking for the Border Patrol movement and, and whatever. Whenever they have a chance, whenever they see a chance, they will just move people. But right? so how though? Jump and put them over the wall? Some of them will jump through that wall when the train passes, right? If the train comes comes along, you see those two, two or three Border Patrol pickup trucks yes. right there? Yes, yes. So they will get on that side of the, of, the, of the train tracks. Right. The train will give them enough time to get across that border. Oh, so the train works as like a, it like blocks like, them. It, <laughs> it blocks, blocks their them. view. They will jump and they will try to run through the mountain, right? Right. Some of them will get caught, some of them not. They will, they will, some of the migrants that they don't pay, they pay less money. Mm -hmm. They're going to be what we call, what they call anzuelos, right? The, um, what do you call these? Like, anzuelos. What, what, you, what you send oh, it to. Like the fisherman uses to catch fishes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, tackle or uh, it's, what are, I don't Basically know. distractors, right? They will right. send them to get, uh, get them oh, apprehended. Oh, bait. Bait. <laughs> they will be baits, right? Yeah. So they will send them over. They will be captured while the, the bigger group is going to actually make Just it, like make drugs. Just, Just like, like drugs. they would do with a drug load. Now you have that mountain. Of course, the border wall can't climb up that mountain. Right. It's really rough. Right. right, to put the, the border wall on the, on the mountain. So some of them will just walk all the way to the top of the mountain, stay there for a couple of hours, and when they feel there is a chance, they will just go. Some now, are they escorted? Once they make it over the fence, is there an escort? No, they, it's all phone. Oh, it's all wow. phone. Okay. Or they say like, you know what, just go straight, there's gonna be a house, mm -hmm. and in that house there's gonna be this guy on a white SUV, whatever, mm -hmm. jump in, and off you go. Usually the guy's gonna be an American, right? So we could be looking at a house, stashing a bunch of migrants right 100%. now, waiting yes. waiting for the for the signal. Yes. As, so, as soon as it's, get, it's, gonna, it's getting um, um, darker, you're going to see more activity. That's why you see more Border Patrol right there. Mm -hmm. That right. checkpoint was not there when we, we were driving, right? right? Um, yeah. Uh, so, like we found out, you know, getting to know you, the, the way that the drug trade has uh, decentralized, mm -hmm. especially with Sinaloa, yeah. right? It's everybody is, people are basically no longer on payroll. Mm -hmm. Everybody is contracted out. Yeah. You are you own the trucking company, so you're paid to transport to the border. Yeah. You are the mule, paid to get it across. Exactly. We give it to you. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. uh, does the same hold true with human smuggling? Exactly. So the people that oh, you know where the migrants are hidden right there yeah. could just be 
you know, uh, a family yes. that wants to make money and they loan their house out to the cartel exactly. to stash, yeah, exactly. et cetera. And that's the, that's the, the same The same goes for all the network all through Central and South America, right? Okay. So you have a, a Venezuelan gang and they're going to make money mm -hmm. just to put them out of Venezuela and right. into the next country. Then you have a next gang and they're going to make money out of them, you know, like, mm -hmm. so it's a whole horizontal network operating right here. It seems even more flattened than the drug than game. the drugs, yes. Because, you know, if, because Mayo, out uh -huh. of Sinaloa, uh, has his, he has pull at the southern border. Mm -hmm. He, the Sinaloa cartel, if there is a, a you know, a, a ton of coke mm -hmm. that crosses the Guatemalan border into Mexico, they control it. They have people paid off. They, they have it controlled all the way to the border. Exactly. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like human smuggling is no. that. They don't have a, a grip on it like that. No, it's different different small cells right. Right, that are charging right there through their turf, and then you move to the next one. And every cell gets a, has yes, a fee. Yeah, exactly, every cell has a fee. Okay, yes, exactly. so, uh, you know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. came down here. Uh, you know, every politician has basically come down here. They had their different takes. Um, you know, they say, they say that the cartel now is marketing the cartel, whatever the fuck that means, right? Yeah. You know, the brands are marketing all over the world, mm -hmm. letting people know, I don't know how they put their marketing out online, letting people know this is the process. Mm -hmm. We will put you on a plane, get you to Mexico City, you'll, be take, you'll immediately be met by somebody from the organization, uh, given the proper paperwork, put on a domestic flight to the border, and then moved across. Mm -hmm. I found that fascinating. What do you think? How true is that? That could be very well true, man. Yes, I mean it. It, it, it operates like that. Again, we're on an that internet. sounds like the Sinaloa move. Yeah, that's, I mean that's that's a very white collar. Could even could even be Cartel del Golfo or the Juarez Cartel. Mm -hmm. It just depends on who you know and where where is that people you know, right? If you don't know anyone in Africa, then you're probably not going to get Africans on your network, right? Mm. But if you know someone, if you're like, oh, you know what? Some African gang says like you know what, I'm selling arms or they're using mm -hmm. these routes. I know a guy from Sinaloa or now a guy from Juarez Cartel, whatever. I did. Or even I know someone from the Mexican government in mm -hmm. Mexico City that is corrupt, you know? So it's going to help me out in Mexico City. But that guy in Mexico City knows someone from Sinaloa mm -hmm. or someone from the Gulf Cartel, right? So it's different horizontal right. networks that will just pass yeah. along and make money, you know? It's, uh, it's a world of brokers, right? Yeah. It's criminal fucking That's brokerage right. yeah. around the world. So it's not a hard to think. Mm -hmm. I see it's not hard to think that your tennis shoes are coming from China all the way to mm -hmm. whatever they need to be in Juarez, you know? Yeah, it's the invisible hand. Like, yeah. it seems like this big giant conspiracy, you know, as official as, you know, the CIA, but it's just, it's just gangs getting money. At the end that of the day, the it's thing. just everybody shaking and moving. Kinda, yeah, right? they make it, they make it look at as the Sinaloa cartel has people on their payroll everywhere, you know, and it, it's super organized. It's not that organized. It's just, you know, decentralized. It's, it's guys just, with contacts. Yes, exactly. And well, he's got contacts, stuff. and he's got contacts. Yeah, exactly. And imagine someone that's tells capitalism. You, exactly. That's, you can't see it. It's the invisible hand. Hundred percent. Imagine you are in I don't know, dude, like Africa. You're a gang leader making some good bucks, but someone tells you, "Hey, dude, I can help you out putting people in Mexico, in Mexico City, and you could easily earn, you know, a couple of thousand per, per each." 
you're gonna say like, fuck yes, dude, that, yeah. let's get that rolling, right. you know? I need someone there. And then, yeah. What a surreal day. And not just because I'm hungover. <laughs> this, is a, this is a trip. How many, how many people, what do you think the stats are? And how do you think this ends? Do you think a change in regime? Like what if Trump get, gets back in? Will that really change anything? It, it will, it will, man. I mean, again. Will it cause, will it cause the price to go up, down? I like think what does that do again. to the cartel? This, this is the thing. What Trump and probably a lot of Trump supporters don't realize is that in policy, he's probably, he's probably not that off, right? He's probably sort of right when it, when, when it, when it comes to policy making, right? right? It worked during his administration. Mm. The economics of the U.S. Mm. were not as down as right now. Mm. A lot of stuff was wor working, right? But when you put out a discourse, you have to remember that these criminal organizations work, as you said, stock market, right? Mm -hmm. On a speculation, on fear, mm. on a future that it's not certain, right? Right. Trump is huge, dude, on sending out threats, on speculating, on overstating things. Right. His mouth is fucking huge. Even though his policies and Obama's and Biden's exactly, are almost dude. imperceptible. Exactly, dude. Like, it's almost the same it, thing. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, Obama was deported in chief, right? He mm -hmm. was deporting a lot of people, but his mouth was polite and quiet. Mm -hmm. It was making a lot of fucking mm. fuss. Probably in Washington, that wasn't working because Washington and all these other cities are made out of policy, right? Of actions, not of words. But places like, like where I live, El Paso, Ciudad Juarez, the impact of what you say in the US or in Mexico City will have an impact on this border, right? Mm -hmm. Immediate, immediately. So you think if even Trump if he, gets the nomination, not even before, even before he gets elected, he gets the nomination, the price will probably go up. It depends, right? <laughs> it depends on how these guy, guys perceive right. the new Trump, right? If they perceive like, you know what, we know him. He wasn't that hard. It's probably <laughs> gonna be, you know, lose again. Right. So we're gonna, so, so price might go down. Mm -hmm. But if they say like, oh shit, it's gonna be Trump again. It's mm. gonna be a that huge fucking wall all across, and it's probably depends on what he says. Mm -hmm. If sometimes at a, at a hearing, at a, at a public event, whatever he says, and I'm gonna put fucking crocodiles along the Rio Grande, and it, even if that's not true, yeah. these guys are gonna be like, fuck yes, mm -hmm. that's money for us, right? So they 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 don't see it as anything but positive. Y yes, I think because yes. with Biden and you know loose uh, migrant. Mm -hmm. policies, they're getting money. A big, huge, scary border that's with sensors and, you know, uh, satellites, Yeah, they, they can raise the exactly. price. So Look, I don't really think they see anything as negative. No, this is exactly nothing. Because they, they can't they read a lot of Tony Robbins, right? these guys. Yeah, I mean, like, the power when, of positive thinking. When Biden was uh, was about to become president, right? Everybody was like, yeah, Biden have, uh, have a chance of winning. Most of these guys were putting their hopes on Biden, right? Because they're like, you know what? This is not going to be Trump. So the border is gonna be open. That's, yeah. that's what they're saying, right? So they're calling every single fucking migrant and network of smugglers. They're like, hey dudes, it's right now. Mm -hmm. The time you need to be here in Juarez, because I need to make that money because they're gonna open the border. Mm -hmm. What happened? They came here. They learned that the border was not fucking open. And they're like, oh shit, my bad. Anyways, you're already here. So you need to pay to get across. And this time is harder, man. So you really need to pay more. And they're like, fuck you, you told me the fucking world was gonna be open. Mm -hmm. It's not open, I'm gonna have to pay you twice as what I was paying back then. What do you think about all this? I know you're a journalist, so you know you just give us the facts, but you know, cause I personally, just like most Americans, when I see uh, thousands of people on camera, like just walking through the border, 
right? You know, doing somersaults. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's a problem. That's that's scary. Yes. You know, yes. and, and especially you know, hearing that the money that they get, and you know, me as a kind of like a libertarian fiscal conservative, I'm like, our country is has debt that we can almost never repay. Yeah. We don't have. We can't be paying. We can't be giving a guy who came here illegally two thousand dollars a month yeah. when you know there's Americans uh, who can't feed yeah. their kids. Like, what's the what's the happy medium? What what's good about migrants coming in, and what needs to change? This is the thing, dude. Like, to me, living in the border, living both sides, being a dual citizen, mm. I think we need to put things more into perspective and not to go into extremes, right? The two thousand bucks and the cell phone and everything is not going for anyone. And again, I think the U.S. has definitely deeper fucking problems than a bunch of migrants claiming political asylum. Not to, to diminish the, the, the problem, right? Because cities like El Paso and Ciudad Juarez, they feel hard these whole border surges. They can't absorb. How, how can you absorb 10,000 people a month in yeah, that little city? Yes, and it's, and it's hard and it's difficult and you go through downtown and you have a bunch of people and you feel insecure, even though they probably don't want your money. If you go and hike, take a hike to that beautiful mountain, you see a large troop of Venezuelans here with your kid, you're like, oh shit, even though I know them and I've, I've been, you know, like I know my immigration, mm -hmm. whatever, it can, it can be intimidating, right? But again, if we, if we let ourselves go to the both extremes where we say like, close the fucking border, that's not gonna help. If we go to the other extreme, open the fucking border. It's not gonna work. I think there's gotta be a point in the middle where Biden has a good idea. The whole CVP, the whole system, he, he's just a, a, a shitty operator. Mm. It's someone with a great idea, so like, hey dude, let's do a podcast right here. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have a clue how to put, set up cameras, mm. how to set up lighting, you know, all that yeah. shit. You, we need a system. Right now, even though Biden says there is a system, there is not mm. a fucking system. Mm. And that's putting at risk People in the U.S., people in Mexico, mm -hmm. democracy of both countries, the economy of both countries, and a lot of innocent people mm -hmm. trying just to save their fucking lives by claiming mm -hmm. political asylum and opening a path because mm -hmm. there's a, there's a mess, mm -hmm. mess, opening a path for criminals. Yeah, you know, opening making money for Mexican cartels and opening a path for actual criminals trying to push into the U.S. Right. So right. I think we need the details. We need the detail. When we read headlines, when yeah. we listen to politicians, mm. when we hear uh, about like how they're gonna establish a new policy, mm. immigration policy, whatever, we need the details. That's why you need longer, longer journalism. You know, like yeah, that's right. Podcasts. That. What do you, what will a bunch of Venezuelans, let's say, right? Let's remove like the African immigrants and let's just say Latinos. What will that? What will a huge influx of Venezuelan migrants do to the Mexican labor force in the U.S. Yeah. Will Mexicans feel threatened? Yeah, because because they'll undercut even illegal Mexican wages. Yeah, like, this, like what? This is the thing. Most of the guys who are released into the U.S. they can't work. They can't obtain a permit to work. Most okay, of these yes. Venezuelans they can't work. Right? Why? Because the government says like that. They say like, okay. Technically, you're still illegal. Yeah, if you're an illegal, you, you're not able to. If we find you working, we're gonna send you back to your fucking country. You can't work. You need to stay put. So they're like, what are we gonna leave off of, right? So sometimes they're just give 2,000 bucks, yeah. why you say, not to all of them. 
to some of them. Yeah. Some others are just begging for money. Some others are just literally waiting on the on the shelters mm. for people like myself to you know give them goods, give them a, a jacket, give yeah. them clothes. You know, can they, they can, can they get work in kitchens the way you know the early Mexican immigrants they, did? They can't. If they get caught, they're gonna they're gonna lose their whole political talent process. They're gonna oh, put that at stake. Wow. So there's a bunch of Mexicans in El Paso in different places saying like, these guys are fucking lazy. They're just like laying right. outside the shelter right. all day begging for money. Yeah. It's not that they're lazy, bro. It's, it's that they can't work. They're risking the whole political asylum. So this is fucked up. This is almost like welfare. It's yes. disincentivizing people to become citizens yes. and to work. That's it's what horrible. I'm telling you. It's all in the details, right? Yeah. It's not that they don't want to work. They can't. Right. They can't. So they, there, there is not a system that mm -hmm. works. Right. They're like, okay, Okay, we'll put you in, and then what? Mm -hmm. uh, we'll tell you later, but stay put. And they're like, but in the meantime, what are we gonna do, right? We're gonna- Okay, let me ask you this, because you know, you're very much an American, even though you've lived here all your life, you know, you're, you've got cultural elements in both. Do you think because of how deeply corrupt, almost hopelessly corrupt Mexico is, do you think it would be fair uh, you know, Trump had the remain in Mexico policy mm -hmm. while we're, you're waiting to get cleared to go in. What do you think about that? Like the U.S. saying, no, 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 you guys got to deal with them. You got yeah. factories where they can work. You, you're the ones who are facilitating all this. Like, how do you feel as a half Mexican? Yeah, I, yeah, I feel that it makes perfect sense, right? Like, it, yeah, you can wait in Mexico if there were not a lot of fucking criminals preying on you, right? you could probably get some decent work at a factory. Right. We need a lot of fucking workforce in Juarez. Juarez is a very dynamic city. There's a lot of jobs opening every single fucking right. day. Right. The thing is, you have a bunch of fucking criminals preying on these guys. Well, what would they do? Like, what, what if, if there was a remaining, like, you can't force a person to go across the border. No, but that, oh. that's what, what has been happening before when we're seeing this footage, uh, this footage of migrants getting kidnapped, getting killed, uh, asked for ransom, you know? Right. Just because you, you hear the accent. Some of the Venezuelans did, they wouldn't even, they, they're gonna try to hide their accent. They're gonna talk, say like, hey, way, go the way. Yeah, because they're trying to hide that because they know that immediately as one of these guys say like, oh, un Venezolano. Yeah, hey, hey. if he has a neck, he's not he's Mexican. Like, come, come over here, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If he has a space yes. between his shoulders yes. and his no. chin, he has no, he's no. not Mexican. He has a chin. No Mexican dude, yes. Yeah. Man, well, Luis, uh, fantastic, uh, nuanced as usual. Um, you know, go uh, plug away, please. I, I need you guys to, to really go out and, and, and fuck with his page. He's trying to get the socials up and the YouTube. Yeah, tell, guys, tell him, tell him what you got I'm, going I'm on. trying to get people to subscribe to, to my Instagram channel, at Luis Curiaki. You'll plug it in, mm -hmm. hopefully. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you're not going to get any ex exclusive. I, I believe in open information for everyone at WWE Paywalls. So yeah, I'm just going to post everyone. But I mean, everything open. But if you guys can't support, it's just $2.99 a month. Nothing, right? The uh, what New York Times subscription is like 10 10 bucks a month. It's insane. The average is four yeah. bucks a month. Yeah. I'm just charging two dollars. I paid five dollars for coffee. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, so, go yeah, support yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm putting up there a bunch of reels, a bunch of uh, information, mm -hmm. photos, a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, exclusive and original content on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, it's, it's killer. Uh, and then uh, how do we wrap? I mean, so the sun's about to go down. What, what if they, what if, would you see a group of guys like coming up and telling us to leave? Like, would we That's be in exactly trouble? That's exactly what you don't want. Yeah. Because these where we are right now, it's in the middle 
of nowhere, dude. But it doesn't feel like it, because look it, I'm surrounded by That's, civilization. Yeah, well, this dude. is considered the middle of nowhere? Yeah, dude, this oh, is, yeah, this is, this is enough, because I mean, we you have that highway, yeah. and then you have the dirt road we took to here. Yeah. This is this is no man's land. Wow. No one, no one will get here to so, save you. So I imagine you go 10 miles out there, it's you're worse. in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And those routes, I mean, that's like bandito. Yes. I mean, you don't go out there. I, citizens don't go out there. Yeah, because there's another port of entry there. If, you, if you're going straight to that port of entry, but even that port of entry closes like at nine, yeah. uh, 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 night, right? It's going <laughs> to close operations. So, so yeah, dude, like, you don't want to be here. You don't want to hear. I, the whole time I've been sitting here, I was like, I just, I, I'm just waiting for no one to, you know, because yeah. whenever you hear a vehicle here, then. Okay. Yeah, let's get problem. the fuck out of here. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Luis. Let's go, bro. You're the best, buddy.